Well, John Gibson and Frank Vetrano told everyone, forget the tank for just one night. We defeated the defending Stanley Cup champions. I'll talk about that game and a little bit more on this edition of Locked On Anaheim Ducks. Let's hit it. Your Locked On Ducks, your daily podcast on the Anaheim Ducks, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome to Locked On Anaheim Ducks. Yeah, that's him. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. I'm your host, Jason J.D. Hernandez. Been covering hockey for over a decade. Thank you for making this your first listen of the day. And a reminder that this episode is brought to you by FanDuel Sportsbook. Official sportsbook of Locked On. Make every moment more. Visit FanDuel.com slash Locked On today to get started. All right. So we've got a game to talk about. This is going to be a shorter episode for reasons. And also, it's going to be a bit weird having only like a shorter show today. But I feel like I got to talk about the hat trick, right? I got to talk about John Gibson, right? Absolutely. The tank is dead, at least for now. (laughs) For now, the tank is dead. Because the Anaheim Ducks defeated the Colorado Avalanche 5-3 Thursday night. That was just a bizarre game all around. It looked like the Ducks were going to lose that game. It really did. When it was second period, middle of second, and I thought, okay, they're behind. They're further behind. In my mind, I'm going, well, the Ducks are up to their old tricks again. They're going to allow a power play goal, and they did, and they're going to fall behind, and they did. I'll admit When I saw those first couple of periods go by and I saw the shot totals just pile up further and further and further, I thought, oh, the Ducks are toast. After two periods, the shots were 31 to 18 in favor of Colorado because, of course, it's in favor of Colorado. Why wouldn't it be? Colorado is the defending champion. They're kind of on the rise right now. The Ducks went into this game with only six regulation wins. That's it. So there was no reason for me to think that the Ducks would actually come back in this game. But they kind of did. For the first time, literally all season. I I never thought I'd say that. For the first time all season, the Ducks came back from a multi-goal deficit. (laughs) It also shows you how often they've won this season, which is not much. The Ducks have not won much this season. For them to come back the way they did shows a little bit of promise, I would say. Frank Vetrano did get a goal in the first. He got an unassisted unassisted goal in the second period, which is a fancy way of saying a bad turnover by Colorado. Yeah, Frank got his second. Yeah, cool. Then we go into the third period. The Ducks are still behind 3-2 in this game. In no way do I think that is actually going to happen. In no way do I think that the Ducks are going to pull this off. But they surprised me. They surprised me big time. First off, that second goal from Frank Vetrano, that was off his own rebound. And this is something where I think he's gotten good at is following up his own shot, a la Larry Bird, and put it back in net. Cool. So that was his second of the game. Then, third period. 
I would say it was all about Troy Terry because I'll admit Troy Terry is my favorite player on the Ducks right now. He's been my favorite player on the Ducks for a while now. <laughs> Troy Terry put on a show on that third period. Nice assist against two Avs players. He drew two defenders right to him and protected the puck. Used his frame to protect the puck from both defenders and got a slick pass to Uncle Rico. Adam Henrique scored to tie things up at three. Henrique's got 18 goals this season. But oh, that pass by Troy Terry was so beautiful. Terry's already got 29 apples this season. That was great. Then only 24 seconds later, Mason McTavish resurrected his Calder chances by scoring the go-ahead goal to make it 4-3 Ducks. Ihole, that was nice. And then to close things out, yeah, Colorado did shoot a bunch of shots, but Anaheim got aggressive? Question mark? Yeah. The Ducks got aggressive in that third period. Believe it or not, they outshot the Colorado Avs in that third period. <gasps> Colorado got, got outshot by the Ducks in the third period? Are you kidding me? <laughs> I don't know what got over them, but Anaheim just woke up. The Beast was awoken at that time. And they scored three in the third. In fact, to end the game, they scored four unanswered goals to win five to three. That's a winning streak of two games. Their next game is against the Coyotes. Please, please beat the Coyotes again. Beat them into submission. I know tank, blah, blah, blah. No, it is always satisfying to beat Phoenix. And this would be the first time in a while that the Ducks would have won three games in a row. First time since November of 2021. I'm hoping for that. All right. We've got to head into the first intermission, and we'll talk a little bit more about Hattricks and John Gibson. We'll get to that on the other side. But first, let's talk about FanDuel, because we're really excited about our new sports betting partner for Locked On because they're the number one sportsbook in America, FanDuel. And if you're new to FanDuel, that's even better because they have so many awesome features that make betting on sports fun and easy, including the NFC Championships. Who's going to make it to the Super Bowl? Well, you know what? If you check out FanDuel right now, (laughs) you will get 150 free betting dollars when or lose. Whew. So, yeah, join FanDuel today at locked at FanDuel.com slash locked on. Once again, that's FanDuel.com slash locked on. Must be 21 and over. Please gamble responsibly. Welcome back to Locked On Anaheim Ducks, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. You're locked in with Jason J.D. Hernandez. 
And you can tell I'm talking about the Ducks and the Avalanche because I happen to have a Ducks jersey over here. And an Avalanche jersey over there. But we're not going to talk about the Avalanche all that much. We're going to talk more about the Anaheim Ducks because they were victorious against the Colorado Avs. I'm still kind of in shock that they beat Colorado and came back in that fashion. But good for the Ducks. Good for them to really just pull through. And this was thanks to two gentlemen. I'm going to start with John Gibson. Because Gibby should be allowed a li- just a little bit of murder. He should be allowed to maybe just maim a couple of players. Because they allowed once again 40 plus shots on net. Oh my god, we've seen that happen so many times this season. And once again... The Ducks allowed a power play goal. One for two. The Ducks are still a crappy PK team. They're still amongst the bottom feeders as far as, you know, penalty killing. In fact, looking on the stats page right now, the Ducks are not quite last in penalty killing. Almost. There's one team that is way worse. The Ducks are almost historically bad. Right now, they would be a bottom 10 PK team of all time. They're 31st. The only team worse, and this is not close, the Vancouver Canucks have an abysmal 65.5% PK. It looks like they're going to break their record for having the worst PK in one season in NHL history. And that's a team that just got rid of Bruce Boudreau. Rick Tockett is not the coach. Vancouver is in dire straits. I don't know if they can get out of that in time. So if it wasn't for Vancouver, the Ducks would be the worst. Yay! Yeah, that I can celebrate. What I cannot celebrate is the fact that the Ducks allowed 44 shots on goal. Allowed 40 plus shots again for the time this season. Okay, look, the Ducks have played about 50 games. They've allowed, you know, 40 plus shots in too many of them. How many? I'm glad you asked. I'm going to go through all of them right now because there's just entirely too many and I'm going to count live on there because I haven't checked over the last week. So there's those three. That's 5, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11, 12, 13, 14, 15, 16, 17, 18, 20, 24, 20... That can't be right. 25 times they have allowed 40 or more shots. 30 times they have allowed 39 or more shots. In 49 games. Let me repeat that for for those of you in the back. They've allowed 40 plus shots in 49 games. That is more than half the games. And how much you want to bet they're going to do it again against the Coyotes, but somehow win this game because that's what they always do. Look, they lead the league by far in shots attempted. John Gibson should be allowed to maim someone. Absolutely. Look, that first line of defense, shots are getting through too much. That second line of defense, shots are getting through too much. John Gibson is having to do all the work, and I'm sure he's a little bit... Maybe not irritated, but I'm sure he's perturbed at that one. The fact that he's had to save their asses so many times this season. I 
I'm not saying I would be sick of it, but I would not be sick of it. 25 out of 49. And this is kind of a testament as to how bad the defense has been all season long. It's a testament to how much of a workload has been just shoveled upon these poor goaltenders, upon John Gibson, upon Anthony Stolarz, on even Lukas Dostal. And it's not just the NHL for Dostal. It's the San Diego goals as well. They allow a crap ton of shots as well. So when you want to talk about, you know, having a player just completely go through it night in and night out, it is absolutely John Gibson. He has seen 40 plus shots the most times in the NHL by far. His save percentage is still decent. If it wasn't for John Gibson, the Ducks might have lost that game because according to Nat's stat trick, the expected goals for that game, you ready for this? The expected goals were an astonishing, abysmal 2.7 to 4.5. Yeah, John Gibson could have allowed five goals and it wouldn't have, no one would have batted an eye. Because the expected goals were above four and a half. 4.6 actually. Gibson had a game score of 1.55. If it wasn't for Gibby, the Ducks very well might have lost that game. Very well might have lost it. And on the other side, which has been a concern for Colorado. If it wasn't for Pavel Franzos, Colorado, well, (laughs) I shouldn't put it all on Franzos. But giving up a juicy rebound to Frank Vetrano and have him score on his own rebound, maybe not the best. Granted, there was a turnover there, but still, you can't be giving up juicy rebounds like that because you will get burned. So that's where there's a bit of concern on Colorado's side. I don't know if they can honestly repeat this season because of that. I, I just don't see it. I don't. And we saw it on that game. Now I've got to talk about Frank Vetrano, who saved the day for the Anaheim Ducks. Look, Frank Vetrano has had kind of a slow start to this season. He's admittedly been through the lens just a tad over the course of the season because he did sign that big contract in the offseason. He was expected to be a guy that would get maybe 20 to 25 goals. For what it's worth, he is now on pace to score 18, 19 goals. So that's not terrible. But Frank Vetrano was supposed to be one of those guys. He was supposed to be a guy. And he's on a streak right now. He's got five points in his last two games. He scored five goals in his last five games. He's doubled his goal total over the last maybe four weeks. He's now got 11 goals, 12 assists for 23 points. Before the new year started, he was only, I think, four or five goals. I think four. Wasn't that much. So Frank Vetrano is heating up a little bit, which is good news for the Ducks. And good news for the Ducks if you want to look at possibilities for next season. Maybe you want to put Frank Vetrano in a different kind of role. Maybe it's those mixing of lines that have helped the Ducks a little bit. Maybe. Because... We've noticed that Frank Vetrano has put himself, or rather, the coaching staff has put him on that third line. 
with Isaac Lundestrom and Jakob Silverberg. Huh. Maybe, maybe that's it. Maybe that was a bit of a wake-up call. Because Strom is still on the second line. Max Comtois is on the second line. So maybe Vetrano going down to the third line might have sent a message. I would expect him to possibly be up to the second line. But if I'm going to be like really honest, those lines have worked the last two games. Just leave it as is. Leave Mason McTavish on that top line with Terry and Henrique. Leave Zegris on the second line with Max and Strom. Leave Vetrano on the third line. Maybe that's the formula. Maybe that's what's going to work for this Ducks team. As weird as it is. The only bad thing, optically, is that the Ducks paid him a lot of money. (laughs) The Ducks paid him a lot of money over a number of years to produce a certain amount. Let's go back to this offseason, shall we? Because there was a couple of signings from New York. The Rangers, that is. Ryan Strom. He got that 5 by 5 deal. Frank Vetrano, three years, three and a half. A little over three and a half. Does it look a little bit weird that you have a guy that's making that much on your third line? Because I don't know many people that would pay over three and a half to have a third line guy. Frank Vetrano, for all intents and purposes right now, is a middle six guy. But I think he's a second line guy. That's, that's all I'm saying. So, wake-up call? Maybe. Maybe it is. But Frank Vetrano, congrats on the hat-trick. And by the way, first hat-trick for the Anaheim Ducks since last year when Troy Vetchkin, Troy Terry scored a hat-trick against the Philadelphia Flyers around the holidays last year. This is the first road hat-trick for the Ducks since the Elite 1C. Remember that Derek Grant hat-trick against the Blues where now Derek Grant gets to name his buddy's firstborn? Remember that from all the way back in 2019? I remember that because I had a whole episode about baby names and Derek Grant, you know, getting to do that. You know, what would Derek... Well, maybe not a whole episode, but there was definitely an entire segment on baby names back in November of 2019. So that was the last Ducks Road hat-trick. Hey, the Ducks have had one per season the last three seasons, including this year. So maybe this is it. Maybe this is the one hat trick the Ducks get this year. But still, cool for Frank. Good for him. And congrats to him on getting the hat trick for the Anaheim Ducks. First one since Troy Vechkin. It was fun. It was really fun to watch that one. And I sincerely hope that the next game... I guess the Coyotes is even more fun because I would love nothing more than to see the Ducks just destroy the Phoenix Coyotes. Just completely obliterate them. Now, granted, I do have a couple of Coyotes jerseys. You know, I have the current one for Arizona. But no, next time I do an episode, it's going to be, you know, the Phoenix Coyotes jersey. Yes, I have one from way back then. So that'll be next time. That'll probably be on Monday's episode where I'll talk about that game and then we'll talk about wrapping up the first half of the season. So we still have a couple of episodes in the bag Monday and Tuesday of next week. In the meantime, that'll do it for this podcast. Once again, don't forget Ducks versus Coyotes to close out the first half of the season. That will take place at the Ponda and a lot of cool stuff on that one. 
we're going to have Alex. I think Alexis is going to be down between the benches on this one. So really cool for her to be between the benches. Cannot wait to see how that goes. Yeah, it's Alexis Downey. I I want to see how she does between the benches on this game. And she does a good job. If she does really well on this game, I would be the first person to lobby to have Alexis be a color commentator for the Ducks. Please. <laughs> I think that'd be cool. All right. Don't forget, this podcast is free and available across all platforms, including Stitcher, Spotify, Odyssey, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, etc. You could email me at LockedOnAnaheimDucks at gmail.com. You could follow me on Twitter at StimpyJD. The show's Twitter is at LO underscore Ducks. Once again, thank you all for your continued support. It is greatly appreciated. And have a good weekend, everyone. For Locked on Anaheim Ducks, I'm Jason J.D. Hernandez saying, please, please be safe out there. Be kind to one another. And Ducks, fly together.